Good morning. Welcome into the Lifeline Morning Show. I'm Stephen. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. You know, I love getting your day started off on the right foot. And to help with that, I use an inspiring quote. Today's is so good. Now, here how here's how it originally reads, okay? The roots of all goodness lie in the soil of appreciation for goodness. Yeah, I want to read it one more time. To be honest, it took me a day to process through this one, okay? The roots of all goodness lie in the soil of appreciation for goodness. Now, to tell you what I had to do to process through this one, to really make it hit just right, to see it in my life and to really appreciate it even more, I had to add a couple words. Ready for it? All right, here we go. This is what it turned into. The roots of all our goodness lie in the soil of appreciation for all His goodness, God's goodness. Oh my, isn't that cool? I mean, look at just how good our God is. Look at everything that he created. Look how beautiful that sunrise is is starting to become. You see that the hues of pink and purple and red and orange and blue will, will soon flood the sky. Just colorful, vibrant, beautiful, right? That's the handiwork of our God. And how about that person that he placed in your life? Such an amazing friend, a confidant, a partner for life. What about those kids that he gave you? Oh, you wouldn't trade them for anything in the world, right? They bring your heart joy. Think about just how good your God is and be inspired by that. You know, as I think about it, I think that we can really find appreciation for everything and everyone in our lives if we see them at their fullest potential. Because, hey, as love goes forward, as love touches and interacts with each and every person, it brings out the best in them. And that best was always lying, sometimes dormant underneath the surface. It took love to open it up, to make it blossom, to make it bloom. So I want you to think about that today. A lot of the beauty that you see around you is dependent upon you. I was having this conversation with my mom yesterday and she said this little phrase that everybody knows, Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It truly is. It's all about perspective. It's all about your filters and how you see this world. So, throughout the course of the show, we're going to talk about a few things that we can do to help our perspective be a little better. About how maybe we should let people off the hook. We should stop holding them to such high expectations. And really see them for who they are and for their potential. And be okay with that. It's going to help you tremendously, so I hope you'll stick around with me. I know it's four hours, but hey, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be a wild ride. We're going to have a blast. We're going to give away some gift cards. We're going to talk about some fun stuff, and we're going to get a little deeper today, okay? So thank you so much for hanging out with me right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Um, no one, not one single person in this entire world can do what you do the way that you do it. Your individuality is your superpower. It doesn't matter if you have a literal identical twin or a clone even. No one is you. No one has your specific set of life experiences. And everyone knows that comparison is the thief of joy, but that's your your individuality is how you take back that superpower and like unlock 
the shackles that tie you to like, oh, but this person, but this person, it's like, doesn't matter. If they're doing the same thing or something similar, no one does what you do the way you do it. So just do you. It's 31 degrees in Scottsboro right now, 33 in Boaz and Huntsville, it's 34 in Arab, 36 in Bluntsville and Coleman, 37 in Albertville, but my goodness, right here in Gunnersville, we just happen to be, ooh, kissing that 40 degree mark this early in the morning. Yes, actually. Ooh. So uh, I'm looking forward to that 70 degree mark today. Let's see if we can hit it. Maybe this will be a three kiss. Ooh, a three kiss kind of morning. Uh, maybe not. Maybe at least a two-kiss, but I'll hold out hope. <laughs> hey, why don't you check out today's word of life? It might just get you happy. It's from Luke chapter 9, verses 23 and 24 in the New Living Translation of the Bible. Now, this one will get you happy after a long process. Okay? Ready for this? Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. There is freedom in that. It's like, oh, I get to take on what he has for me. I don't have to worry about my mess, my stuff. I don't have to worry about my way. I want to find out what pleases him. And I want to do that. And that is going to give me life, abundant life eternal life and it's a pretty big deal so why don't you share that word of life with somebody we've got it ready for you across all of our socials and at the top of our website 885jfm.com now some natalie lane with amen right here on your 885jfm you know we watch sports for so many reasons but i think chiefly it's because we need a little bit of a distraction something to get our mind off of all the stuff that we're dealing with because let's face it life is complicated but then we see this thing as a competition right we want somebody to win and maybe you're rooting for the underdog because nothing feels better than seeing the one who wasn't favored to win take the trophy so how do you look at your own life in the context of a game? Is it a competition? Hmm, <laughs> let's talk about it next. So there was a pretty big football game on your TV uh, two Sundays ago. Yeah, it was between, uh, the, what, the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And uh, everybody, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people wanted to watch that game. So many, I don't know how many hot wings were consumed during the entire game, but it had to have been a lot. I do have some numbers here. As far as viewers of that 58 meeting of the two top teams, I don't know why they're so weird about not saying that on radio, but I'll just stick with it. Okay, so you know what game I'm talking about. <laughs> 123.4 million viewers tuned in to watch it. But did you know the average commercial spend, it cost about $7 million per 30-second commercial? Do you know how much money CBS raked in? We're talking $700 million in commercial sales for the game. And it helps that it went into overtime. <laughs> Even more money was made. But hey, let's look at the context of the game in and of itself. You've got somebody who's favored to win, somebody who's not favored to win, or the underdog. And everybody is watching in anticipation to see who is going to win, right? It's a distraction from everyday life. It helps us kind of put our complicated lives on the back burner for a few minutes and focus on something else. A distraction is needed from time to time. But I wonder, hmm, in the context of a game, how do you look at your life? Are you winning or are you losing? Are you the underdog? Or are you favored to win? Well, here, I want to share a little something with you. Abby points it out so well. A little inspiration she got from her pastor. 
and I want you to hear it. Oh, it's going to do you good. Take a listen. My pastor spoke a word today and I have not recovered. It's sort of an analogy. He said, what if you were to watch the Super Bowl today, knowing what you know, knowing that the Chiefs won, you know every play, nothing can surprise you. Would you still scream at the TV? Would you freak out like you did when you watched it for the first time? Would you still have a full-blown anxiety attack? <laughs> or would you watch it and feel peace because you know who won? Why don't we do the same with our lives? Why do we let anxiety take over our lives when we know who wins in the end? It's not gonna catch us off guard. We already know who won. Would it make you live your life any differently knowing who already won? Knowing who already won. Who's already won? Of course, Jesus has already won. And vicariously, because you have accepted Christ as your savior, what does that mean for you? Oh my, does that mean you've already won? Uh-huh, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I love that whole idea. So I, I want you to think about that today. Remember that you are fighting from a place of victory, all right? I just want you to remember that. It's going to just mess with your head a little bit, and it's going to give you some confidence you didn't even know you had. Hey, be bold today. God is for you, not against you. He's in your corner. He's got your back and your front and your sides and your above and your beneath. He's got you all the way around. So trust him today. Walk in victory. So our slogan around here is making your day better, and I want to make your kids' day better coming up. So I'm going to share some random facts that are going to kind of give them some ammunition for conversation later on today to make a little small talk. Say, hey, did you know this? Did you know that? And they're going to sound so smart around their friends, or they're going to have some, some really weird things to talk about today. So have them here in the next four minutes. I'm going to share it. And then you know what we're going to do? After that, we'll play a song, and we'll have the car line competition. Hear ye, hear ye, I present to you fine people, King Chile. In all of his many years of roaming this earth as a pug, he has developed quite an audacious veracity and a love of knowledge. Of the which he shall now present to you some random facts. Again, this is Sir King Chili, the pug. When you clean a vacuum cleaner, you become a vacuum cleaner. No way. Brushing your teeth is the only time you clean your skeleton. Every single odd number has the letter E in it. I never noticed that. The longer you don't pee, the longer you pee. Whoa. How'd you like that royal fanfare? Did you like hearing from King Chili, the pug? <laughs> A few random facts, but hey, uh, I just wanted to give your kids some, you know, random facts for some conversation. They can have some really interesting conversations today now. You're welcome. Hey, stick around. I want to give away some gift cards. I got a good feeling you're going to win some. Uh, we'll find out after Austin French. Oh, the song is called Good Feeling too. What? Say it with me in three, two, one. Give me the horn. All right, now let's go ahead and crank that engine shall we yes mm -hmm. and now let's start the music so i can say 
Hey everybody, it's time to play the Carline Competition. It's your chance to win some gift cards this morning. How many? Well, I got three. One to Gunnersville Chick-fil-A, one to Albertville Home Bakery, and one to the Caring Heart Thrift Store in Arab. And they're all up for grabs in this first question. You know how it works, right? It's a trivia game. I'll give you a question and then I'll give you the cue to call. You call me up, give me the right answer, win all three gift cards, one to keep and two to give away. I'll even ask you who you're gonna share those gift cards with so you can share some love with them right here on the radio. Yeah, it's my, my uh, most favorite part of the whole game myself, but hey, I love giving away stuff too. So you wanna play? Wanna do this thing? All right, let's do it. The roots, oh, I'm sorry. Let's go down here. All right, where in a boat is the stern? Is it a, the rear, B, the front, C, the side, or on the right, or D, the left side. Ooh, 256-505-0885. Again, where in a boat is the stern? Is it the rear, the front, the right, or the left? 256-505-0885. Already got my caller. Stay on the phone line with me while I start this next song. It's a good one, too. It's Cochran and Company with Parking Lot. Good morning, Bud Williams. This is the back end of the boat. It is the back end of the boat. Congratulations, sir. Three gift cards. That's the stern of the boat. That's it. The motor hangs on the back back there. You know a little bit about that, don't you? Yep. Yeah, you spend a lot of time out there on the water. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Oh, get the chain rolling again. All right, man. I hear it in the background. It's rolling through. Thanks for calling, bud. So you heard right, the train is rolling. That means those three gift cards turn into six. So this next question, ooh, double, double the gift card. So let's do this thing. You ready for it? Here we go. Which of these countries is in the Southern Hemisphere? Is it the Philippines, Paraguay, Pakistan, or Poland? 256-505-0885 is the number to call. Again, which of these countries is in the Southern Hemisphere? Is it the Philippines? Paraguay, Pakistan, or Poland. 256-505-0885. Got my caller. Stay on the phone line with me while I start this next song, and I'll get your answers. Blessing offer with your love. Good morning. Good morning. Which of these countries is in the Southern Hemisphere? Which one? Is it the Philippines, Paraguay, Pakistan, or Poland? Paraguay. Paraguay is correct. Congratulations oh, to great, you. great, great, great. <laughs> what did I win? Oh, you won six gift cards. Two to Gunnersville Chick-fil-A, two to Albertville Home Bakery, and two to the Caring Heart Thrift Store in Arab. How does that make you feel? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Let then. me ask you a question, though. I would love to have those. Do you have an elderly lady that would use them? Well, I can't think of anybody right offhand. But I, I bet there's somebody you you could think about to give them to, and you okay. you could put a smile on their face. Okay, I'll do that. I'll take them. Perfect. All right then. Well, what's your name? Becky Taylor. Thank you so much for calling me this morning. Is this your first time calling in on the car line competition? Yes, sir. I thought so. Very cool. So tell me, what, what do you do, Becky? I have rental property. Oh, nice. All right. So you're that Boaz nice area. You're that nice landlady then. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I deal with elderly people that's so poor and i just thought if somebody could enjoy that that's what i would like but. perfect now part of this competition hinges on this right here i want you to shout out a couple people that mean a whole lot to you give me their name and why they're so special geraldine she turned that's my mother she turned 80 yesterday wow and my three children sabrina quentin and charles Whoa. And my grandchild josiah oh sounds like you got a, an amazing family around you Yes, sir. Hey, what does that mom mean to you? She's my everything. She's I'd give her my last breath. Wow. And then your kids. I mean, come on. Tell me something special. What do you love about them? 
they're each different and they're each mean in their own way, but they all have great personalities and they all love the Lord. Awesome. Did you say they're each mean in their own way? Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We can be real here on the radio. Awesome. (laughs) And one final question before I let you go. Why do you listen to this radio station? Because I love the praise and worship. Oh, thank you for listening. You're the reason why we're here. Have a great day, Becky. I'll get these in the mail. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. How cool is that? I love this car line competition. You just never know who you're going to hear from, and somebody's going to win some gift cards and all the love that's shared on the radio. Oh, my. You want to try to win some gift cards, too? I got another question right here. I got three gift cards up for grabs if you got the answer for this one. Ready? Here we go. All right. Tent making, hog nosed, and big eared are all species of which mammal? Is it a bat, a badger, an otter, or a fox? 256 505 0885 is the number to call. Tent making, hog nosed, big eared. All of those are species of which mammal? Is it a bat, a badger, an otter, or a fox? 256 505 0885. I've got my caller. Stay on the phone line with me while I start this next song and I'll get your answer. Your stars go dim with thank God. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you about a pretty big event that's coming up this Saturday. It's going to be good. And um, I hope that you'll like show up with an appetite because that's what it's all about. It's at Union Chapel Church. It is this thing that they call the Wild Game Feast. And it's not just all these different meats and delicacies, all these different game animals. It's also a chance to hear from a pretty cool speaker. Will Fowler, he's the CEO and president of Frog Togs. He's going to be there. Also, they're going to have a best mount contest. Oh, I got that prized buck. Uh huh. Well, it might be time for you to show it off. <laughs> They'll have door prizes, and uh, all those are going to be drawn during the event. Also, there's going to be an opportunity for one of the following items. Winners don't have to be present to win these. Ooh, they got some really nice stuff here, like uh, a Glock 19. Ooh, they they got some stuff you can uh, kind of keep yourself protected. They got all kinds of cool things, and uh, I wonder if maybe that piques your interest. If so, well, you'll definitely want to be at Union Chapel Church there in Union Grove coming up this Saturday. Doors open at 3 p.m. The meal is at 5 p.m. and it's free to attend. So I just wanted to throw that out there, let you know that that's going on. They always have a blast out there with the Wild Game Feast. So glad to announce it here on the radio. Okay, so we are in this car line competition. We've had winners. We've had a train roll through already. I just had another question. I got another answer. And now I want to play it for you. So here, take a listen to this. And it might get you a little bit excited. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? It's going good. (laughs) I'm glad to hear it. Who am I talking to? Angie. All right, Angie. I got a question for you. Tent-making, hog-nosed, and big-eared are all species of which mammal? Is it a bat, a badger, an otter, or a fox? I'm going to guess a bat. I'm going to guess you're correct. Congratulations to you. <laughs> somebody, somebody paid attention in science class. What do you think about those bats? Do they give you the heebie-jeebies, or are you okay with them? Oh, no. I, don't, I, I would not want to be around them. <laughs> I got you. I understand that. There's just something about them. It's just, ooh, they scare me, too. All right. So, <laughs> hey, I wonder if you could tell me about two very special people in your life that mean a whole lot to you. My mother. All right. Uh, she, she's the best mom ever. And uh, my husband. Which is the best husband ever. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what makes that mom the best mom ever? What is it about her? 
I don't know. She she's um, she's a very godly woman. Yeah. And she'll call and she'll call you out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She keeps you accountable then, huh? Yes, she does. I got you. Now tell me something. The most special thing about that hubby that makes him the best husband in the world. He never says no when I want to do something. But he will definitely point out the flaws in my in some of my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so he's always down for the ride, but he just wants to make sure you're aware, right? Right. I understand right. that. Wow. <laughs> Sounds pretty special there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling me up this morning. All well, right. let's uh, do the train. Oh, we're doing the train. All right. Ooh, I can hear it in the background. Awesome. <laughs> well, we'll get these gift cards going. And uh, so the three turn into six. Angie, I think you rock. I hope you have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So the car line competition ends today with the train rolling through. That train will be coming right back tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Somebody's going to stand the chance of winning six gift cards because Angie just rolled them over. Ah, So I hope you'll be here to play with me. All right. So um, right now, though, I want to hit a song. And, of course, we've got your drive time devotion, too. But we've got like two and a half hours of show left. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. And this morning, we're kind of focusing in on some deeper topics. We're, we're focusing in on our perspective and how we kind of see our, our life and how we can kind of move forward on a deeper level spiritually. We don't usually get too deep here on the show, but I've got some things that I think you're really going to love. So if you would, stick around with me. And remember, if you can't hang on with me here on the FM broadcast, we'll go ahead and tune us in online 885jfm.com at the top of that website click that on now button then press play or you say Stephen I just I can't have it I can't have it at work that's fine I got you covered I put this thing together as a podcast so you can hear the talking segments after the show at 10 15 they'll be posted over on spotify all you have to do is go to spotify and type in lifeline morning show podcast and you'll find today's episode at the very top of that list at 10 15 this morning just wanted to give you a heads up on that now let's see what song we're gonna play how about some lauren daigle and these are the days oh it's a good song turn it up This is Pastor Gary Kraft with your Drive Time Devotion. When our boys were young teenagers, they decided I needed a really cool hoodie with a brand name logo. They directed me to the one they liked and I paid for it. I wore it for a long while. And like a lot of guys, I never got rid of it. They wanted to dress me in a way that they could be proud and relate to me. They were trying to help me be my best and I appreciated the gesture. Though clothes don't make the person, they can affect the way others see us and the way we see ourselves. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. That was God's word to Samuel as he was looking for the right son of Jesse to anoint as king. If we aren't careful, we might miss the king inside people around us because we judge them by their fashion statement. This was the thought behind James' comment about showing preference to finely dressed people in church. Clothes do not make the man nor the woman. The person makes the clothes attractive by how we act while wearing them. That's why Paul urged women to concentrate their effort on inward beauty. That beauty lasts and eventually makes the greatest impact. Now my hoodie is old and faded, but I still wear it around the house, not because it makes me look cool or pleases anybody, but because it reminds me of my boy's desire to spruce me up. Hopefully, my soul will be dressed for maximum impact when I take it off and leave my house. Let's pray. Father, help me see me 
the way you see me and live according to your view, not the view of others. In Jesus' name, amen. When you're a kid, oh, you just want to be a grown-up because it comes with all those benefits, right? Yeah, you get to drive a car. You get to live on your own. You don't have a bedtime anymore. I mean, you just want to grow up. And then you grow up. And the only thing you want to do is be young again because, goodness, yeah, it comes with some freedom, but uh, all the responsibility, the pressure, oh, my. Uh, Yeah, so how are you handling it right now? Well, I came across a really funny guy. I I think you're going to love what he has to say about it. His name is Jake, and we'll be getting his opinion on adulting, so please stick around. Uh, You'll laugh. Adulting, (laughs) it's an eight-letter word. Do you like that word, adulting? Let me say it one more time. How do you feel when I say adulting? I know, right? It like makes you shake your head a little bit, makes you cringe even. It's like, that's the one thing you wanted when you were a kid was just to be an adult. I just want to grow up. I want to be old enough to drive a car. I want to live on my own. I don't want to have a bedtime. <laughs> and now that you're older, it's like, oh, I don't know what I was thinking. I had it made. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's a guy who kind of sees it your way too. His name is Jake. And um, here's his take on what adulting means to him. As far as I can tell, being an adult is basically waking up every morning feeling shattered like you could sleep for 12 more hours and making a promise to yourself that you'll definitely go to bed earlier that night. Then later that night, finding yourself sat on the sofa, tired but determined to enjoy some time to yourself because the rest of the day was taken up by work and other people. Then when you get to the point where you can barely keep your eyes open, you decide it's probably time to go to bed at which point you check the back doors locked check the gases off check the front doors locked brush your teeth go and check the front door the back door and the gas again then you get into bed and suddenly feel more awake than you felt throughout the rest of the day so you just lie there thinking about every mistake you've ever made then you finally get to sleep wake up the next morning feeling shattered like you could sleep for 12 more hours promise to yourself you'll definitely go to bed earlier that night and repeat yeah it's a funny take but is it true Uh, yeah Pretty well, pretty well true. Hey, we're going to talk about a couple of the things that he pointed out in there. First, people and how we deal with them. And you know what? Lots of times we get frustrated when people don't meet our expectations. We'll get a little help with that. Plus, um, the whole thing about regrets and mistakes and all those things where you feel like you failed in your life, we're going to talk about those. But we're going to talk about how they bring us good. That's right. How they turn from being negative to being a positive influence in our lives. So I hope you'll stick around and hear it all right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. I heard somebody over on the socials, he posed this question. He said, somebody asked me, what's the hardest thing about being a Christian? And he said, people, people. That's the hardest thing about being a Christian because people are weird sometimes. People make life complicated. They have these expectations and they have these demands and they just want what they want when they want it. I understand that. How about you? You ever try to please people? Of course, there's some special people in your life you really try to please. You ever try to please everybody? (laughs) Fell in that trap before. Let me tell you, let me cut to the chase here. It's not possible to please everybody. Somebody's not going to like you. And you just have to come to terms with that. And it's nothing that you've done. It's their perception, their perspective on you. So, speaking of perspective, speaking of people and maybe even expectations... I want to introduce you to Aaliyah. She's got a little something to say about this whole idea about how we can let people bother us less. 
become less of a burden in our lives and more of a joy. How would you like that? Yeah? Well, here, let's take a listen together. I think you're going to love it. Here's the happy person trick that will really change your life. But at first you won't like this because it's super counterintuitive. But if you give it a try, you're going to realize how powerful you really are. So this happy person trick is to let everybody, you're not going to like this, off the hook. About your annoying boss, your nagging partner, your crazy kids, your negative friend, everybody gets let off the hook. When we do this, it is the first time we are not energetically holding them to the personality or habits that we don't like. Keep them on the hook. We are energetically holding them to the thing we don't like. The result is we are actually helping people because we are letting them go from the story that is holding them there. And so as we let them off the hook, we say things like, I know you're on your path. I know you're going to get this. I know you're headed in the right direction and I'm just not going to worry about you. And I'm just not going to worry about me either. And the bonus is that we actually disrupt the energy that made us a match to this annoyance in the first place. This leads to happiness, I promise you. So homework time, I want you to think about the person in your life that you really want to change, that you're constantly annoyed with, that you really think needs to do something differently. And I want you to think of them and take a deep breath with me and say, okay, I'm going to let you off the hook. What a song. That's Chandler Moore and Todd Galberth with good news right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me. You know, we're digging a little deeper today. We're looking at our perspective and the way that we look at the world. You know, I was watching this video just yesterday, actually. It was this guy talking about how, okay, imagine that you're looking at a whiteboard, right? A dry erase board. You draw a circle. And within that circle, you have you, you yourself, like your spirit, right? And then on the side of this big circle, there are a lot of these tiny circles. And one is your memories. And another circle, well, that's your experiences. And another circle, well, that's your beliefs. And then you have this thing going on right now to you, or you can look at it as this thing is happening for you. It's called life. And you are filtering all the stuff that happens in your life through those other small circles. So they're all passing through those small circles before they eventually get to you. And so many times we can find ourselves struggling, paralyzed even, by these limiting beliefs. It's like, well, I just don't feel like I could ever do that because I tried once or I tried twice and I just couldn't do it. I felt so defeated. And then we find ourselves ruminating on these regrets and these mistakes and these places where we just feel like, oh, we're less than, right? Well, I want to help you get out of that rut. I want to help you to take on life one step at a time in the present without having those limiting beliefs. So we're going to look at how those struggles, how those mistakes, how those failures, how those regrets can actually be a good thing in our lives. We're going to get a little help from a judge, actually. This guy is a really nice judge. You've probably seen him over on the socials. I'll tell you who he is and um, how one particular regret that he has has really shaped him into the man that he is today. And it's all for the good. And I think it's going to help you find the good in your struggle too. So will you stick around with me here on the Lifeline? Thank you. And just a reminder here from Stephen Curtis Chapman, don't lose heart. Now, it's time to get into a requested song. A good friend of mine called me up and said, hey, I wonder if you could play Strong by Ann Wilson. And then after that song, I wonder if you could play all of Ann Wilson's music. Just make it an Ann Wilson day. <laughs> I can't do that, but I can at least play you Ann Wilson and Strong. So let's do that. And then when I come back, we're going to talk about, well, here, I'm just going to give you a little hint. 
just a, a little clue as to what I'm getting ready for. You ready? See if you recognize this theme music. Oh yeah, it's already taking you back, isn't it? Uh-huh. We're talking about a TV judge? Yeah, coming up next. And it's going to help you get over some regret, some struggles, some mistakes, feeling less than. It's going to make you stronger. Ooh, see what I did there? Here's Ann Wilson with Strong. Things are about to get serious. It's going down with Judge Wapner in the People's Court. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Anytime I hear that music, I think back to that song. Uh, not the song, that movie, Rain Man. <laughs> Judge Wapner. Got to watch Judge Wapner. Judge Wapner. I love that movie for so many reasons. But anyway, oh, hey, uh, I want to talk with you about a different judge, not Judge Wapner. Now, this story right here might just help you kind of get out of a funk. It might just help you um, stop limiting yourself. It might help you feel like you're worthy or that you do measure up. You know, we all have this, this nagging feeling sometimes that we don't measure up, that we are less than, and I think we really need to tackle it. What do you think about that? Yeah? Well, let's do that right now. Now, this particular judge, he has used a regret in his life to mold him into the man that he has become. And you probably even know who this guy is. His name is Frank Caprio. He has spent 38 years as a judge. He made a name for himself as the chief judge of the Municipal Court of Providence, Rhode Island. You may have seen his show. It's a reality show called Caught in Providence where he is the nicest judge in the world. I love watching these little clips on social media from that show because this guy has a heart. He understands. He empathizes with people, right? He's not just, hey, this is what you did. This is what the price is. Come on, you have no choice. But actually, he was that guy earlier on in his career. I want to take you through an interview that he had talking about that biggest regret and how it's actually done him good over all these years of being a judge. Take a listen to this. In your 38 years as a judge, is there a certain case that you still think about today? I get upset even thinking about it. I felt crumbled at that moment. I've never forgotten that. I, to this day, and I was on the bench for 38 years, I still think of that case. It's my first day on the bench. I was on the bench and I asked my dad, who was maybe the most decent man I ever met in my life. And so I said, Dad, why don't you come down and view me? I'm sitting on the bench today for the first time. And a woman came before me who had three kids. She owed, I think, I don't know, $300 worth of parking tickets. And she said, I just can't pay them, I don't have the money. And I said, well, maybe I can place you on a payment program. She says, you can pay for me on a payment program, but I can't pay anyway. So I said, okay finds $300, see the clerk, and now if you don't pay, the car's gonna get booted. So court's over, and I said, Dad, how did I do? He said, Frank, that woman, he says, you find her. I said, Dad, she was arrogant, she was rude. He said, she was scared. You should have talked to her. You should have understood her problems. You can't treat people like that, Frank. And I can tell you, with no fear of contradiction, it never happened again after that, never. Wow, that one regret, how it really shaped him into who he is today. You know, maybe you find yourself 
doing what is called ruminating. You're thinking about those past mistakes and failures and those missteps. And you know what? Maybe you're feeling all that guilt and that shame that came with it at the time. You're reliving it day after day. Every time you think about it, you got to stop doing that. And if you want to get anything out of that thing that happened in the past, why don't you let it help shape your future? Anytime you make that mistake, well, next time, try your best not to make that mistake, right? Sometimes it's not that easy. I understand that, but it's going to make you better because you don't want to feel the same way that you did when that happened. So I wonder if maybe you've dealt with with some regrets, some some struggles. You've dealt with some missteps in your life, and they've kind of brought you to where you are today. Maybe you've never looked at it like that. And I had a really hard time. I'll open up to you about this. So um, if you've been listening to the show for a while, well, you might know that mine and my dad's relationship is, is nothing like a father-son relationship should be. It's, it's not. In a conventional home, you know, you have a mom and a dad, you have a kid, and there's love shared there. Well, for me, my, my dad was never really a big part of my life. Yeah, I was. I, w- I came around when my mom was just 17 years old. Let's just say that. The two were not married. I did get to know my dad over the years. I'd go over and, and spend the weekends with my grandma, which was his mom. And so I would see my dad from time to time. But as far as a father-son relationship, no, never really had that, you know? And throughout the course of that childhood of mine, there were a lot of promises that he made to me that were never followed through on. A lot of broken promises. And you know, I could use that as some kind of excuse to be a terrible dad. I really could. But you know what I chose to do? I chose to look at all those things that happened to me in that situation as the things that I will never do to my child. I learned from his mistakes and it's made me a better person. So now my daughter doesn't have to experience the same disappointment that I had to experience as a kid. So it's made me a better dad. It's not throwing him under the bus, anything like that, whatever. I don't know why he made the decisions he made. He was young. I know that because, I mean, she was 17. He was 16. So throughout the years, yeah, we've seen each other, say hi, that kind of stuff. We've talked, but never really had that that really firm father-son relationship. Now, there have been other guys in my life who've kind of filled that role for me, specifically his dad. Yeah, my, my papa. <laughs> yeah, he was like the dad in my life. And I learned a lot from him, a lot of great things from him. But moral of the story is find the good even in the bad that's happened to you. Don't let the bad that's happened become an excuse for you to perpetuate it. Use it as ammunition for you to become better because of it. So even the bad stuff that's happened in your life can be for your good. God has a wonderful way of doing that. He takes the things that are meant for our destruction and turns them around and makes them for our good. And sometimes it comes down to our perspective. You got to choose to see it that way. So I want to challenge you. Start that journey today. It doesn't happen overnight, but I think maybe it'll be just enough of a change to really make a difference in your life, in your mind, and more specifically, in your heart. So give it a try. Start that journey today. Thanks for hanging out with me here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Here's the afters. God is with us. Glorious pollen, everything covered in yellow and green and ah, 
Yeah, I know. Your allergies, are, are they pretty rough this time of year, too? Mm. Let's talk about temperatures. There's some. There's a positive here I want to get to. So right now, it's 48 degrees in Scottsboro. It's 49 in Alberville. But just so happens in Coleman, well, they are... Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Mm, they're kissing that 52-degree mark right now. Bluntsville sitting at 50 as well. 48 still here in Gunnersville, but my goodness, it's warming up nicely. Now, you heard Brad say that we might be hitting 70 today, so we'll see. I'll hold out hope that maybe, just maybe, we'll have a three-kiss morning because we kissed the 40s in the 6 o'clock hour. We just kissed the 50s in the 8 o'clock hour. Will we kiss the 60s in the 9 o'clock hour? Stay tuned. We'll find out. <laughs> okay, so yesterday, my little girl, my wife, and I, we ended up going over to the soccer fields in Arab because, you see, back on my wife's birthday, I got her an uh, Apple Watch. And she already had one, but I got her a new one because the old one, it, it just wasn't working good for her anymore. So I thought, you know what? Since she got the new one, maybe I'll just inherit the old one. And so, yep, I'm wearing it right now, actually. And along with this Apple Watch came these fitness rings, and I'm supposed to close every day. And I'm trying to stick to it. I'm trying to be healthier, right? I've lost some weight in the past few months and I'm glad of where I'm at, but I wanna keep losing. And so yesterday we decided to go walk. I've been doing these 30 minute walks. If not on a treadmill in a gym, then let's go outside. It was a little chilly, but it was worth it. I felt good after the walk. But once we got over to the soccer fields, I didn't know that they'd be having some soccer practice going on over there. And my little girl, Grace, she used to play soccer uh, maybe two seasons ago. And she loved it, but she since found volleyball. She's loving that right now. She's currently on a developmental team in Arab, but we saw a bunch of her soccer friends over on that field. And um, actually one of the seasons, my little girl played soccer, I was her coach and it was a blast. And I saw kids out there that I coached and it's something else to see these kids as they grow. But there was one little guy who really caught my attention. His name is Eli, but I call him Boosters because this kid is fast out there. Oh, he's so fast and he does not give up. He's relentless and he never runs out of energy. He's like the Energizer Bunny, right? But there's something I noticed about this kid. You know, it's two or three seasons ago when I coached and Eli doesn't look like he's grown any. Like he's not gotten taller at all. Like he's still the same height. Bless his heart. I'm looking at my wife saying, has Eli grown at all? She said, no, I don't think so. I said, I wonder why. She said, well, his mom's short. His dad's pretty short too. They're both really small. It might just be the way, you know, he's going to grow. I got to thinking about that. It's like, well, why hasn't he hit that growth spurt yet? Because I look at my daughter now and she's, she's almost up to my wife's chin. It's crazy. She's just in third grade. Grace has really hit those growth spurts. And you know how I can tell when she hits those growth spurts? She eats us out of house and home. She gets hungry and she stays hungry all the time. And she, she doesn't like sit down and eat something big. No, she'll sit down and, and munch on this or that. She kind of grazes throughout the day. <laughs> but before you know it, she's gone through a ton of groceries, right? I'm not complaining about it. I just, I recognize what's going on because she is getting taller. And it's such a marvel to me, the human body, how it can grow like that in the first place. But I wonder if maybe you've experienced that too with your kids. I wonder if maybe you had a late bloomer, maybe one of those kids that they didn't really hit that growth spurt stage until later on in life. It was kind of a bummer for them early on because they were shorter than everybody else. But then toward the very end of high school, it's like they just shot up two, three, four inches taller. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm confident that's what's going to happen for Eli. I think he's going to hit those growth spurts just right, just in his timing when he's supposed to, you know? So he might be short now, but you, you watch. He might be one of the tallest kids in his class before it's all over. But you know, there's a little bit of science to the whole growth spurt thing. Yeah. So when can adolescents experience those growth spurts? Well, of course, you know, 12 to 15, that's the main time for guys. And then it looks like 10 to 14 for the girls. Huh. So you can even have some that continue to shoot up in inches after 15. So some of them growing all the way up to 18 years old and even further than that. It's just, it all comes down to a few different things. Genetics, nutrition, and overall health. So how can you notice a growth spurt? Well, here, just in case you haven't reached this point yet. Well, a notable increase in appetite. That is number one on the list. And, uh, you know, as that body's growing, it's demanding more nutrients and fuel. It's rapidly growing. And then something else you're going to notice, and uh, sure, I've seen this in Grace as well, increased sleepiness, prolonged sleep durations, natural consequence of the intense physical changes occurring. And number three is the no-brainer. It's like, yeah, I got this one. Uh, <laughs> clothes and shoes becoming too small at an accelerated rate. And then joint and muscle pain. You feel for them when that goes on because it's painful growing because all that tissue is stretching and that body is elongating and they're, they're getting taller and it can hurt. But how can we help them through these growth spurts? Well, I got some advice for you that I found from this resource. And it talks about just a few practical things. So making sure that their diet is rich in essential nutrients emphasizing on calcium and protein to support bone and muscle development, right? I remember when I was a kid, my mom wasn't talking about drinking water. She's talking about drinking milk and we had whole milk and I drank a lot of it. And if I, if I wasn't so health conscious these days, I'd be drinking a whole lot of it now because I love this stuff. So <laughs> milk helps calcium and that protein, of course, regular physical activity can help your kid as well. It promotes overall health and potentially stimulates that growth. So it kind of helps it along and making sure your kid gets enough sleep, allowing that body to repair and grow. And then here's the kicker, stress minimization. Chronic stress can negatively impact growth and development. So there you go. Some tips and tricks on how you can help your kid continue to grow and, and get to their full potential, however tall they're going to be. You know, my daughter, I hope, oh, I hope she does not get my feet. She has feet that look like mine, but I just hope she doesn't get the size of my feet. I wear like size 14 and 15 shoes. So if so, she's going to have a hard time finding shoes like I do. But on the other hand, throughout all of this right here, all this research that I just went through, I found where my mom lied to me as a kid. She told me that coffee would stunt my growth. And it doesn't say anything about coffee in here. So all those years of being a kid and I could have had coffee... I feel cheated now. How about you? <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with me here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Talking about some practical stuff, having some fun with it, talking about some deep spiritual stuff at the same time. You never know what you'll get around here, but thank you for hanging out. It means a lot to me that you're here. Well, I mean, there is a term for that. You know, that instant where you mean to say one thing, but you kind of mess it up. Like um, you'll say the beginning of, of the second word for the first word. It's called a spoonerism. 
Yeah, it's you just kind of mess it up just enough to be funny, right? Well, there's something else that goes on. Now, you might have noticed this. Uh, newspapers have been around for years and years, and every now and then, some of those words that they put together as headlines, well, they come off as meaning something completely opposite from what they were intended to mean, and they call those crash blossoms. So if you've never heard of that, that's the term, crash blossoms. Those headlines that just don't turn out the way they're supposed to. So what is a good example of a crash blossom? Well, here. <laughs> this is from 1974. The Detroit Free Press headline. Well, it said this. Milk drinkers, no, I'm sorry. Milk drinkers turn to powder. So, I mean, you read that. Milk drinkers turn to powder. Oh, my goodness. Bless their hearts. You know, pray for their families. No. <laughs> they turned to powdered milk because the wet stuff was too expensive at the time. See what I mean? How about this one? Uh, in the 1978 headline in April, uh, the Atlanta Constitution, they um, talked about this. This was the headline. Farmer Bill dies in house. Bless his heart. Bill died in his house? No. The Farmer Bill, a piece of legislation, it died in the house. You know, the House of Representatives over there. In Georgia. <laughs> uh, here's another one. I-, I love stuff like this. I'm kind of an analytical person. So, <laughs> robber holds up Albert's hosiery. Why is Albert wearing hosiery? No, Albert's is the name of the store. And the robber, well, evidently, well, he, he confiscated some hosiery. He looted it. Okay, so you see where I'm going with this? You could have fun. Hey, I want, I want you to keep a look out on those headlines. Sometimes you'll notice this, especially online. Sometimes it's intentional. It's what I call clickbait. It like gets you so interested, you just got to click on it. But be careful with that stuff. You don't want a virus or malware or ransomware or any of that stuff. Um, and then here's one. Uh, jerk injures neck, wins award. Yeah, the person who injured their neck wasn't a jerk. The jerk of the car injured his neck, and he won an award for his... Pain and suffering. Yeah. Just keep a lookout and let's be very careful how we string words together because, you know, some nouns can actually be used as verbs. Yeah, this one is kind of out there as well. Chester Morrill, 92, was Fed secretary. No, he didn't eat a secretary. He was the Fed secretary, the Federal Reserve Board secretary. Yeah, so the moral of the story, uh, find humor wherever you can and uh, maybe laugh about it. (laughs) It makes life a little better. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Now, I want you to think back to the things that you got really excited about that you wanted to try. The things that you really were interested in that you kind of were like, yeah, I'd love to do that. But there was a but there. But right now, it just doesn't seem like the right time. But I just don't make enough money to kind of sustain that hobby. Or but... Whatever the but is, what's that thing that comes before it? That thing that really piqued your interest, that really got you excited, that kind of, I don't know, made you come alive. And it's like, hey, I want to try that. I want to try that at least once, but you never got around to doing it. Be thinking about that because I got a little advice for you. Uh, A little, little motivation, a little encouragement for you coming up from a friend. It's coming up after Christian Paul, and yes, I am. I'm telling you, the but is the problem. It's a little three-letter word that always gets in the way of the stuff that you want to do. You always feel like you want to do it, but 
this, but that. There's always something, right? So have you thought about that thing that you really got excited about? The thing that you wanted to try to do, but you're like, maybe one day, but right now it just doesn't seem like the right time. And it's kind of sat on the back burner. It's been back there for years now, maybe even decades. And you haven't really thought much about it. But now that I've prompted it, now that I've asked you about it, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. Well, hey, this friend of mine, his name is Tony Reader, and he goes on walks like every day when he's not snowed in. He lives in a pretty cold climate, so this guy is always bundled up. He's taking a walk around the park, and he's got his phone out talking and sharing some stuff on the socials, and well, this is one of his most recent videos. And I think you need to hear it, especially you that have had a dream, but you just haven't been able to chase it yet. That butt's gotten in the way. Take a listen to what he has to say. Here's a thought. Maybe there's something you've always wanted to do, but you had to put it off. You couldn't afford it. You didn't have enough time. Your job got in the way. Well, when? Because maybe you're too old now. Or maybe you're finally ready. Let's see if you're finally ready. Go out and be the blessing. God bless you. God bless us. And here we are. I love that. Maybe you're finally ready. Come on, let's do that thing. And I want to hear about it. So so what's your dream? It is to be a radio station DJ. <laughs> awesome. I think that's a great dream. <laughs> now, what do you got to do to get there? College. College. All right. What grade are you in right now? Ninth. Ninth grade. Just a little ways to go. But hey, I've taught with you quite a lot here. And uh, I know that you do your research. You find out about your, your favorite artists. And that's definitely one step in the right direction. And I know you've been talking with some people here at the station. Like, ah, Jamie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. The best one out there besides you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. I think you're setting yourself up for success. So keep going down that path. Keep after it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. We're talking about those dreams this morning. What's keeping you from doing them? Lots of times there's a but there. It's like, I'd love to do that, but this or but that. And I asked you, what's that dream? And Christina called me up and I think she's going to make an awesome DJ. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very outspoken, loves to talk. And she knows a thing or two about these artists. She knows a lot specifically about Ann Wilson these days. So thanks for calling me, Christina. All right, it's time to do a little recap on the inspiring quote of the day. Hey, this is what we landed on, okay? This is what I shared. It's six o'clock this morning. The roots of all our goodness lie in the soil of appreciation for all His goodness. It's that we want to be like Him. Look at just how good our God is. How He created all this stuff and put it in your life. A beautiful sunrise, sunshiny blue skies today. How about the people in your life that he's blessed you with? Wow, he knew what he was doing, right? So we see his goodness and it inspires us, makes us want to be good too. We want to bring about joy to other people. We want them to feel our love too, like we feel his. So be inspired by that today. And let's do that. Let's make this world a better place. And I'll see you right back here tomorrow from 6 to 10 for another Lifeline Morning Show. Can't wait.